0: Welcome to the Kid Men Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kid Men leaders, and be encouraged and equipped as you build the kingdom. Now here's your host, Amber Pike. Welcome back to the Kid Men Huddle. So today we're going to tackle a um, pretty big topic. There was a podcast recently, um, and it's causing a bit of a hubbub in the ministry world, but it deals with a really big, but not new concept, progressive Christianity. Now, this might be something new to you, maybe something you're not as familiar with. Um, and maybe this discussion that's, that's really um, taking flight in the Kidman world has you asking some questions. So I want to just kind of break it down as to what progressive Christianity is and why you, as a children's ministry leader, should be concerned about it um, because sometimes we think, well, we just deal with kids, right? Like we don't need to know the big terms and you know all that stuff that that's that's senior pastor work, right? Like that's not us. We just need to to love kids and tell them about Jesus. but that is a big whopping no. You need to be aware of Of all of this um, and especially this issue right now it's it's not a now thing honestly it's been around forever since there was Christianity but I think right now it is especially important for you to be aware of and you to be actively working against okay so what is progressive Christianity well think about it kind of like woke Christianity or um, in this then uh, this book that I just listened to, another gospel by Alicia Childers, something with an A. Sorry, I just butchered your name. I don't think you're going to listen to this podcast, though. Um, but she described it as it's either Jesus plus or Jesus minus. So progressive Christianity is a form of, and I'm going to use I'm going to use the term kind of loosely. It's a form of Christianity, but it is adding to or taking away from the gospel. Now, God is very, um, very firm, and it's very clear in the Bible that this is not okay. We are warned very seriously what happens when we add to or take away from. Um, But progressive Christianity is just that, it is adding to or taking away from Christianity. And you might think, well, I go to a, insert denomination, church, and we're fine. But believe it or not, it's seeping in at an alarming, wi- alarming rate. Um, it's in content. It's in resources. It's in pastors from, you know, traditional Christian denominations. It's there. So progressive Christianity is dangerous. So there's a couple of key areas. Um, and, and like with any denomination, there's about 18 million branches. I myself, I'm, I'm Southern Baptist, and I feel like there are about a blue million different types of Southern Baptist, even not just Baptist. So like with anything, there's a lot of variety. There's a lot of um, differences within this category. But there are a couple of things that areas that progressive Christianity on a whole compromises on. And compromise is a really good word to describe it. Um, for instance, the Bible. Most progressive Christian Christians um, don't view the Bible as true. They don't view the Bible as God-inspired. They maybe only accept parts of the Bible, toss out the other parts. They think some parts are um, Mere stories, and I don't mean like the parables, which was a story to prove a point, but like made up stories. So there's compromise on the word of God. Progressive Christianity compromises on God. Um, th- different, different sects might not think that God is the one true God. They might not think that um, God matches up in the Old Testament or the New Testament. Or that, you know, well, he, he couldn't be worth serving because he does da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, so there's compromise on who God is, on the deity of God. Much like they compromise on Jesus. They don't view Jesus as the only way. Um, perhaps they don't view him as God. But especially that he's not the only way. Um, in this book that I was listening to, I was talking about... Um, just some of the different views on Jesus's death and resurrection and whether or not it was necessary or not. When a religion, when a Christian religion is claiming that Jesus's death and sacrifice was not necessary because sin is not a legitimate thing, because why would God punish people? Some red flags better be going off. Um, with that, there's a lot of, um, disagreement in progressive christianity about sin that there was no literal sin that sin isn't a big deal that we have no need for salvation um there was no substitutionary atonement guys this stuff is out there and i'm not just talking about like crazy fringe weirdos no it's there it is everywhere um, and, and I don't mean that every resource or church is full of it, but it is there and it's not really hard to find, which is alarming and scary. Because let's say we throw out the Bible or literal sin or Jesus and salvation, then what's the point? What's the point of what that church or that resource is, is teaching if sin is not a thing, we don't need Jesus. If we don't need Jesus, then there is no heaven, then there is no hell. What is the point? So, Kidman leader, you might be sitting and thinking, what does this have to do with me? Because I'm not teaching progressive Christianity. I believe the Bible is the inspired and errant word of God. I believe that God is who he says he is. He has done what he says he has done. I believe that Jesus. God's son died on the cross to save us from our sins, that he is the one and only way to heaven. And he is the only way through his grace, through his substitutionary atonement, that we can have eternal life in heaven. Awesome. I'm so glad. Keep at it, Kidman leader, but, and I want to like, if I were typing this, this would be in like all caps with a million exclamation points, but are you doing your part to give the children in your ministry this foundation because here's the danger Um, let's say they're in your ministry for a large chunk of time then they go off to maybe youth ministry and even one in your church possibly and it's not as firm on these key areas and little side note let me tell you if you are on many youth ministry boards like i am Children's ministers and youth ministers have night and day differences on the whole when it comes to these issues. Sadly, from what I see on the majority of my Facebook groups, and it could just be the ones who are vocal. I am not very vocal on there because I don't want to pick fights. Um, You don't win a fight on Facebook, in my opinion. You can't have a healthy discussion typing on words. So I don't don't chime in most times because I know when there is someone just... You know, itching for a fight. But on a whole, the majority of the youth pastors that I see, they don't believe in the Bible as truth or Jesus as the only way. I mean, it's shocking and it's scary. So there's a very real chance that the kids, your babies, when they move to youth group, maybe at your church, maybe at a different church, that that youth pastor is not preaching t- truth to them. Then let's say, Let's say they're fine for youth group. They leave your children's ministry. They go to your youth group. They're still being taught. The Bible is true. Jesus is the only way to heaven. But what happens in college when they get a professor who disagrees? Maybe a professor, a professor that believes in evolution or that there are many ways to heaven. What happens if this child, when they grow up, ends up at a church That is progressive. What happens then? This is why it is so important for you, Kidman leader. You need to be aware that this is out there, that this is a very real danger, not just in their future, but now in their lives. So you need to be doing your part to make sure you are grounding them in the word of God. If you have listened to me talk before, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, You know how passionate I am about grounding kids in their faith, about teaching apologetics. Guys, this is why. When you have Christian pastors admitting that they're agnostic or that really they're an atheist, it's there, it's common, sadly. Your kids have to have a firm foundation. Satan is fighting big time for your kids. You need to give them the tools. You know, the whole sword of the spirit, armor of God thing. They have, they have weapons. But we need to be giving them the tools. We need to be helping them have a firm foundation so they know how to stand. And it starts with the Bible. So look at what you're doing. Are you grounding kids in the word of God? Are you teaching it as the inspired Word of God, the authority in their lives. Well, are you teaching them the why of that? How do they know the Bible is true? How do they know they can trust it? Are you teaching them that? Because you need to be. You should be frequently having, having lessons, having discussion points. Even if you're just throwing little tidbits in as you're teaching, you need to be teaching them why? We trust the Bible is true. Not just that it is, but why? So maybe when you're comparing the Gospels, you're talking about the eyewitness reports. The fact that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all have similarities in their stories, that they are consistent, makes it a reliable source. When you're teaching about the character of God, the fact that God never lies, that everything in the Bible has came true. Um, my kids, because maybe because I like it so much, my kids love when I bring in real-world findings. My son particularly loves this. Um, but did you know that they have found the walls of Jericho? Excavators, archaeologists have found it. And crazily enough, just like the Bible said, the archaeological findings prove that the Battle of Jericho, those, those walls that came a-tumbling down, yeah, that's how it happened. Because the way that the stones fell they fell outward. If you are an invading country and an invading army, you're going to be busting in these big honking walls. But the archeological findings found that they fell outward, just like the Bible said. They've, um, recently I just saw another one, honestly, I think like yesterday, maybe, um, one of the Kings of Israel, they found his signet ring Kings in the Bible. This is, this is common. Um, fossil records, just all of this stuff. History and science doesn't prove the Bible is true because we don't need to prove that the Bible is true. We know it is true because God has told us it is true. But history and science help confirm what we know is true. So teach the authority of the Bible. With that, you need to be teaching the Bible. One of my major pet peeves is curriculums that don't ever get kids in the Bible. Kids need to use their physical Bibles, looking up the verse, looking at the passage, um, but they also need to be hearing the story. I am not a big fan of just doing topical curriculum or curriculum that hops around. I love chronological curriculums. Um, we could get into a really big talk about this. In fact, I probably have several podcasts about this. Um, I know I've taught at Megacon about this some Kidman Academy stuff. Um, The Bible needs to be taught chronologically because it's a story. It is God's story. And it starts with the perfect world and the problem of sin entering the world. Sin is a huge deal. And this needs to be drilled into your kids over and over and over God's story. Because the whole of the Old Testament is talking about that problem with sin and that promise that God's made to fix it. It's the, old, the Old Testament is a promise of a Savior. And the New Testament is the fulfillment of that. Jesus comes. He dies on the cross. He, he pays the price for our sins so we can have eternal life with him. Everything in the Bible is, is pointing to this. It's telling that story. Do your kids know that? Because that story is huge. And we can't leave out parts of it. We can't choose, well, honestly, you know telling kids that they're a sinner and that they're going to go to hell well that's not kind who cares they need to know it now there's appropriate ways to do it you you don't sit and you know scream at four-year-olds that they're going to hell it's true but you don't you don't do it that way for children but they need to know they need to know that they are not automatically saved just because they are in a church are you teaching that are you teaching children what true salvation is? Teach God's story, all of his story, the problem with sin, the problem with their sin, and Jesus being the only way that their sins can be forgiven and that they can have their relationship with God restored. Um, And then to combat this wrong way of thinking in so many areas, you have to give kids the answers before they ask the questions. So as a challenge I have issued so many times, please give your kids more. They, and I'm talking your little ones, your preschoolers, are capable of so much more than you think they are. Don't just stop at telling them a Bible story. Because when we give kids a childhood of stories and fun Are we really grounding them in their faith? Now, I make class fun. Class should be fun. Church is fun. Jesus is fun. So by all means, make it fun. But give them more. Use your hour or your two hours or whatever time you have kids for each week. Use it to ground them in their faith. Um, So I really encourage you, please, go back and listen to some of my podcast about teaching God's story, about teaching apologetics. It is so incredibly important because when you don't, when you don't teach kids the authority of the Bible, when you don't teach them God's story, when you don't teach them that Jesus is the only way to heaven, when you don't give them the answers, when you tell them this is just what we believe, They don't have a foundation to stand on when someone later in life makes them question. And I mean, some of these people are really good at talking and convincing and confusing, you know, Satan whole, you know, Prince of Lies kind of thing. Yeah, Um, these people are really good at confusing a person and making them question and doubt And these kids, these grown-ups, they need answers. They need to know the why. Why do we believe the Bible is true? Why do we believe that sin is a problem? Why do we believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven? Why do we believe that God created the world like he said he did? Why do we believe this and this and this and this? Give them the answers. Don't wait until they're older. Um, don't wait until they're, you know, teens or something like that. Start early, start when they're very young. And this isn't just a one, once a year kind of lesson filler. No, all the time. So no matter what you're doing, just a couple of quick points. Um, you know, let's say you're talking about Joseph in your lesson, connect Joseph to the story of the Bible, the why, the, the who he is, the where, where he falls in the chronology of the Bible why it's important, what God is doing in that story. Awesome, David killed Goliath. Woo, go David. It's not about David. Are you teaching kids that it's about God? It's about his sovereignty, his power, God protecting his people. Tie it all back to God. Um, Why we're trusting the Bible, why we know this is true. Now, you're going to have to probably do a lot of work, to, to do this because not every curriculum, not every resource out there provides it. And if I'm being honest with you, um, a lot of the stuff out there doesn't provide the depth, especially that, that I want, I want deep, my Sunday school teacher, um, that teaches the younger class. And I were having this conversation on Sunday, the one that we use, I love, I am on, I don't know, you're 10, 11, 12 We're on our third rotation of this, and it's been um, four- and three-year curriculums. They switched at one point. I've been using it for a while, and I used it at the church prior to this one. But it's not what I would classify as a fun curriculum. There's not a lot of games and activities and, you know, fun stuff. There are paper activities and review sheets and a couple of games tossed in or activities to prove the lesson. You know what? That's okay. I have yet to hear a single child complain. They love it. I teach the older kids, so I have 3rd, 4th, and 5th graders in my Sunday school class. And we just restarted about I think we're 12 lessons in in this year we just re- restarted the cycle. And we're struggling to make it through an entire lesson because just the, the topics that we're at right now they're asking a lot of questions this past Sunday, we had a grandkid come who um, didn't have a firm foundation on the word of God. And so we had a lot of really good discussions and, and it was hard to keep my son quiet because he wanted to jump in with, well, this is why we know, this is why we know that God created the world exactly like he said he did. And this is why we know this. And mama was quite proud, but your kids need that. They need To be able to defend their faith. That's what apologetics means. It's the defense of your faith. They need to be able to know what they believe. Why. And how to tell someone else. Respectfully and with love. Why they believe like they do. So this is your um, progressive Christianity in a nutshell. This is a simplified Kidman version. Uh, You guys know how to simplify stuff for kids. Kids. So I'm, I'm boiling it all down to you. It's not Jesus plus. It's not Jesus minus. We don't get to add to or take away from the message of Jesus. We don't get to add to or take away from the Bible. We don't get to add to or take away from God. We need to teach God, the Bible, and salvation as truth. Teaching kids how to stand on that. Now, the word progressive might make you think, oh, this is something new that we need to be um, aware of. It's a trend. It'll die out. It's not. It's It's been around. Um, this book that I was listening to was talking about how, I mean, it's like spinoffs of the Gnostics. And it's a very interesting book. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Made me kind of hungry to discover even more. But know that this isn't anything new. Groups have been trying to make Christianity say what they want to since there has been Christianity. But we have to hold true to what Jesus said. We have to teach the Bible as our ultimate source of truth. Even in kidmen. This isn't just for grown-ups or for senior pastors or for someone with a seminary degree or a doctorate. It is important for your kids. Teach them how to stand on the word of God. And remember, Kidman leaders, what you do matters.